Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. Today is Thursday, August the 13th. I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known and known as Coach, and I am joined by the one and only Mr. Andrew Hansen. How are you this evening or morning or whatever you want to call it, Andrew? I guess it is early morning, and I'm excited actually. Got my second wind here. Uh, middle of the night as we get ready for the Thursday NBA slate. We're going with the five-game main slate on both si- uh, both sites. It starts at 4 o'clock, and there is a lot of injury news, but there's a lot of intrigue here out in the West as four teams are battling for that eighth and ninth spot, a uh, chance for the play-in game, and uh, I-, I am actually excited about this slate. It's going to be really cool. I, I mean, it's normally at the end of every NBA season, we get this type of situation. People have it locked up. They rest people. People that are in the hunt still, you know, go after it. So it's not completely unusual. Just the circumstances are a little unusual. And that whole 8-9 playing thing in the West really makes it, you know, interesting because there's four teams still alive. So it's, you know, it, it is a bit challenging. Again, I think it's going to give us a big edge. Um, we've been killing it, really killing it. Now, you know, this last evening, uh, I had, did have some snowflakes on the board that I was really disappointed in. So I changed it up, no hat. And I went with the DFS coach talk T instead of the polo. So I want to get that momentum back. I mean, we did cash a few things, but, uh, we didn't absolutely crush it like we're going to do on, on this slate. So, um, you, you know, I've done all all the I got all the mojo straight here, so I think we're going to crush it. So again, uh, at DFS Coach Talk, we always give the main slate uh, full lineup for FanDuel, and we give the DraftKings uh, co- coaches clipboard, which is that unique uh, player pool with a highlighted core, uh, also for the main slate. So um, for our listeners out there that are playing additional slates, you know. You, the best advice is to utilize our main slate build and then add some one-offs or uh, pivots uh, from there. So we do have an interesting slate here. I'm not going to go over the, the all of the injury and player news because it's too vast. It's literally like half the players. So we'll just go game by game, break it down uh, team by team and give you our feeling on it. The interesting part, Andrew, is we have 10 teams playing and four of those are those four in the hunt for that West 8-9 spot. So we know those four teams are playing lights out, but uh, why don't you explain, because this is an important uh, situation in a strategic spot. You know, we want to position and create some guys in that later game to make some pivots in the other games because uh, they're, they go on throughout the afternoon and evening and as you're about to explain, there's going to be some teams that could be eliminated or could clinch, and that's going to create a domino effect of players. So first thing is we're going to listen to what Andrew says here and build the lineup initially. But if there was ever a process to build, uh, to build a new, you know, to, to follow, it's, it's this one. We're doing this show literally like around 1.30 a.m. We wanted to get all of our PGA stuff in. Uh, finish up with baseball and basketball. We wanted to take a good, strong look at this. And uh, what it's what we're going to do is give you the best that you're going to hear. If you're listening to it first thing in the morning, build that you know initial lineup, 
get in there, reserve your contests, and then you absolutely have got to keep tuned in to us on Twitter. We're at DFS Coach Talk and specifically in Discord. So you can join us at DFSCoachTalk.com. Join for a week, month, year, however you want to do it. Jump in so that you have access to that Discord. And then we're going to be, you know, literally going game by game. It's almost like we're going to have five separate slate locks because we're going to be treating each game tomorrow as, you know, its own entity of possibly fading people or stacking people. So it's going to be an interesting day, a a day where we're going to have a huge edge because most people aren't going to be able to do it that way. So if we can get a a jump on some of them, I think, uh, you know, we're going to be able to have some takedowns in the mix here. So go ahead and explain that playoff situation to give us at least a startup idea. All right. So there are four teams battling for the eight and nine spots. Uh, Memphis, Phoenix, San Antonio, and Portland. Now, the key thing here is the different scenarios and what time the games start. So at 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock, we have two games. Memphis is playing and Phoenix is playing. We'll get to their opponents later, but they're irrelevant irrelevant for this topic. So, And, and those, not to interrupt you, but when you say 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock, that's how you and I communicate you know, 10 hours every day, but that means Eastern Central because Andrew's in Eastern, I'm in Central, so it's important to bring both of those up all the time. So yes, he's you. not he's not delirious and just <laughs> stating multiple times. Just making up new numbers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so we'll stick with the East Coast. All right, 4 okay. o'clock, Memphis and Phoenix play their games. Okay, they're both going all out. They need to win. Now, San Antonio is sitting there waiting to play at 630. They're going to play Utah. And their mindset is we got to gear up because we have a must win situation. But the interesting thing is, is if both Memphis and Phoenix win, San Antonio is finished. Okay, they cannot make the playoffs or the play in game eight, nine. They're done. So it could be all of a sudden at 620 Eastern. San Antonio sees what's hap- see what ha- sees what has happened, and they decide not to push it. They just play all their guys 20 to 24 and I minutes. That they would probably bench their main guys if that yeah, happened. DeRozan, yeah, Pop DeRozan would for sure. Yeah, DeRozan wouldn't play. Hurdle, all uh, those guys. And you know, so it, it it would turn into a basically a, a San a normal San Antonio game where everybody plays yeah. 20 to 24 minutes, but. But, yeah, the key thing would be guys like DeRozan would not play. So you still would have some value, but it'll be it'll be different. Now, the next team is Portland. They're at 9 o'clock, so they get to sit back and watch everything. Now, they're obviously needing to continue to push. However, if all three of those teams, Memphis, Phoenix, and San Antonio, if all three of them lose, then Portland doesn't need to win. They're in the playoff game, play-in game. They're the eight seed. So then they're going to sit Lillard and company. So, so that's how this is a really interesting, interesting dynamic is we're obviously going to build our primary focus here, our primary lineups around Lillard and the incredible run that he's going on. I mean, you, you got to figure he's going to score at least 50 again, right? I mean, if there's a, a game that matters and the playoff picture is at stake, Lillard is he's not messing around. He's coming for 50. He's coming for whatever it takes. I mean, he's so, basically unfadeable. I mean, yeah. even even if you just put him in there for a blocker. I mean, right. you know, he's 90% owned and deserves to be. So, 
you know, but like you just explained so eloquently is it's a domino effect, though. Yeah. You know, we need to see how each of those play out. And that's why I'm stating, you know, it's almost like having five separate locks. Yeah. Right. So just keep that in mind. If you've got Lillard in your lineup, which you probably will, and all three of those teams lose, he might not play. So you're going to have to figure out plan B. But I do think it's unlikely that all three of those teams lose. I mean, if if Memphis, if if Memphis and Phoenix, uh, if for some reason they both lose, well, you know San Antonio is going to go after it because then that's their real chance. And I don't think they're going to lose to Utah, who's going to be sitting Conley and Gobert. So I think it's extremely unlikely that all three teams would lose and then Lillard would sit. But I just want to throw it out there as as a potential scenario. Right. And, you know, it is nice, though, to have Lillard and, and whoever else you roster in that game in the tank there so you can see how it pans out. Because if it looks like that slim chance that that happens, then you can make your pivots, uh, you know, as you want. So right. very interesting. I'll tell you, very, very interesting. Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, our build initially will be with those four teams needing to win, and that's going to be our basis. And then, you know, we'll just let see how it plays out from there. Yep. Uh, I also want to quickly mention and uh, thank you to our presenting sponsors for this podcast. And that is mybookie.ag. It is the place to go for all of your sports action and uh, casino action as well. Go to mybookie.ag or dfscoachtalk.com. Use the promo code coachtalk, no space, all one word, and you get up to $1,000 free match and also a $25 free play. And also tvg.com, the number one horse racing site on the planet. Uh, they have a risk-free $300 bet that you can click on the banner on our website and it takes you right to TVG. You play 300 bucks on a horse, it loses, they refund the entire 300. So take advantage of both of those. Uh, I'll take this second too. At, on Twitter, we're at DFS Coach Talk. Follow us on there throughout the morning. I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Andrew is at Language Olympic. We have Sugar Shane at D-E-T Sports Shane. And we also have Freddie Mills at Freddie, F-R-E-D-D-I-E, Mills 7. So we want to definitely check those guys out. If you're watching us right now on YouTube, do us a huge, huge favor. Hit the thumbs up and hit that subscribe button so that you know when our podcast posts. We really, really appreciate that, and it helps us in the YouTube algorithms to move us up so that we get when people search, we're going to be up there. Okay, we go right into the mix here, right into the first game of the five-game main slate, and we do have a few lines up, uh, not all the over-unders, but at least we have some. We waited long enough to dabble in these lines. The first game is the Dallas Mavericks at the Phoenix Suns. And right now the Suns are favored by five and a half. There's not an over under as of yet. So give us a breakdown here. Well, we got to start with one of the best players in the bubble, Mr. Booker. He's got Phoenix on his back. They're seven and zero, absolutely rolling. So Booker is a cornerstone for me. We've got, a couple question marks with the rest of Phoenix. Uh, Cam Johnson's probable with the knee. 
Ubre is doubtful, so obviously if Ubre is back, that's a situation to avoid. Baines is questionable, uh, so keep that in mind. You know, he could impact uh, Aiton a little bit. He could in- impact Sarge, who uh, has has played well the last two games. Yes. Yeah. So for me, the the primary focus is Booker, and then on the Dallas side. We don't have much for official news yet here in the middle of the night. We do have Seth Curry questionable and Porzingis questionable. Uh, as And then Kleba is probable. So the key there is if Porzingis sits as Dallas is locked into the seven seed, and because Dallas is playing Phoenix and Mr. Ayton, then I think there's a good chance we get another Boban sighting here to body up against Ayton. And we've been talking about that all week. When we played him uh, 3K, he had 40 fantasy points uh, against Utah in 25 minutes. So he's an 13, incredible. 13 extra time. Guy. Yeah, it yep. really is. And then Berea could be out there too, again. And those two work well together, uh, you know, if, if Luca sits. So the nice thing is that's a four o'clock game. So we're going to have that news before tip off. We will. And, you know, very simply in this game, you know, I, I think Booker's almost in the class of Lillard right now. You just how do you fade the guy, you know, even as just a smart blocker play? I mean, I I play 75 percent cash games. I mean, it's just start with Booker and Lillard and go from there. I mean, you can't take the chance of the games that they put up just like Harden today. You just couldn't do it. You had to play him, and look what he did, for God's sakes. 82.5 fantasy points, amazing. But, uh, yeah, I think Booker's a mainstay in here. I'll tell you who played a great game last time out, and nobody said that much, was Ricky Rubio. Boy, was he good. He made shots. He drove the ball well, defended better than usual, uh, hit the open shots, great passes. You know, I think he becomes somebody that's also in play. I, you know, I have no problem going Rubio and Booker in this game. A uh, little unsure about the rest of the group as far as, uh, you know, is Cam Johnson going to play? Uh, if not, I think Mikhail Bridges definitely is a player that you can consider, although he's a risk reward kind of guy. He does, he'll have 35 and the next fantasy points next game, he'll have eight. So right. you just never know exactly where he's going to be. Um, you know, Aiton is potential as well. You know, I, I've got a feeling personally, though, in this game, I'm going to play Booker because you have to, in my opinion. I think Phoenix may blow out Dallas here. Dallas is not going to play their key guys. I'd be shocked if Luka plays. And if he does, he'll play, what, 15, 20 minutes maybe at the most. I mean, right. Carlisle, Carlisle's been... I don't know what he's smoking there in the bubble, but he's hard to figure out, man, is what he's going to do out there. But I don't trust that. I think you're going to see a lot of guys like Reeves and Cleveland, J.J. Barea. Uh, you know, you're going to see all those guys getting big minutes. And, uh, you know, I think Phoenix takes advantage of that. So, you know, beyond Booker, you have to be a little concerned, in my opinion, of a blowout. I know the line's only five and a half. I think that'll move, though, with more news of Dallas guys being out. In fact, if you're betting, you can get that line right now. I'd take it. Um, And then we'll just see what that news goes. But, you know, if those key guys do sit for Dallas, I mean, and J.J. is going to play. If he plays 25, 30 minutes, 
The dude is also a DFS monster for a little tiny dude that he is. So you may want to play the the giant and the little shrimp. Uh, right. Boban and, and JJ <laughs> might not be the, uh, the worst place tomorrow with Booker. So that's what I got for that one. Right on. Game two starts four Eastern, or as Andrew puts it, four three. <laughs> <laughs> zero zero on the scoreboard, though. It's not four three when it's tipped off, but it's <laughs> exactly. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks and and of course the Airball Master himself is suspended for this game. Giannis right. uh, and the Memphis Grizzlies. We know where they are. They they look like a hot mess, though, if you ask me, even though they're still in the hunt. They've just been playing like trash. So what do you think about this one? Well, for me, it's all about jaw. Uh, Shane was on him last game against the Celtics. That was a nice call. And, you know, he's he's playing really heavy minutes here as Memphis is trying to trying to get in the playoffs. And I just don't really trust anybody else on this squad, especially given their prices. So, you know, nobody else is jumping off the page. Uh, he's the guy that I trust there. And, you know, can't really do too much with Milwaukee here with nothing to play for. Yes, Giannis is out. Uh, Wes Matthews is out. Ilyasova is questionable. Uh, we don't have any other news right now. Right. But you know, speaking of kind of paying attention and listening as we do here at DFS Coach Talk to everything, I was watching a Phoenix Suns game earlier this week, and their announcer, Eddie Johnson, former star player, was talking about this particular matchup uh, a couple days ahead of time. And he was saying that, you know, he'd talked to Budenholzer and his instinct was that Milwaukee was going to sit a bunch of guys in this matchup against Memphis. And so, as again, as of right now here at 1.30 in the morning, we don't have any other news than what I just said. But uh, I guess don't be surprised if we also hear that Middleton and Bledsoe and others are, are going to sit. So, you know, there could be some significant value here. Uh, because without all that news, there isn't much clarity because, you know, Milwaukee is so deep. But if we get news here, you know, in the afternoon, then all of a sudden Connaughton could be much more attractive, even Sterling Brown, even Chenzo. So uh, keep your eye on the news for that. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, again, this is 100% news game on the Milwaukee side for sure. Memphis is going to go after it. So, you know, you have some guys that are in play here. I think Jaw with the minutes that he's been uh, absorbing is in play. Dylan Brooks uh, as well. He goes after it. He's not shy. And uh, Joe Val and Brandon Clark, the two inside players for Memphis, I think all four of those guys could be rostered. Uh, Not all, you know, in one stack, but, uh, you know, taking two of those uh, select out of this based on what Milwaukee is going to do and who they're going to play. Because if they're, to the third string, you know, and playing DJ Wilson and, you know, the guys at the end of their bench, uh, then there are definitely some some places you could take advantage here uh, with Memphis wanting to lay the hammer to them. And again, you know, you have that same exact scenario as Phoenix against Dallas. You know, if Memphis is playing all their, their you know, bullets here and Milwaukee sitting guys, this could also blow out. Now, Memphis has played poorly. And, you know, the Milwaukee bench, if it is DiVincenzo and Connaughton and Kyle Korver and 
those guys can play. They're veterans. So I don't think this game blows out. And, and therefore, that's why I like the little mini stack. Two guys, maybe three if you want to push it on the Memphis side. Uh, but, you know, that's about as far as I'd go. And I also want to mention mybookie.ag has the opening line here, Milwaukee minus four, which seems sort of stunning. That tells me that initially, I guess they think Bledsoe and, and Lopez and maybe even a Middleton or somebody is going to play here. But that we have to watch and see. Yes, we do. Game three of five in our main slate, 630 Eastern, 530 Central. It's the San Antonio Spurs against the Utah Jazz's G League team, basically. Uh, and it, it, you know, this game is interesting. It's got the Spurs minus seven and a half. So Vegas has smelled out this rat pretty early with Utah sitting everybody. Uh, so, you know, what do you think, sir? Yeah, Utah will have some opportunity for value there with Conley out, Gobert out. And Utah faced off against San Antonio a couple games back, and it was a similar lineup with guys sitting. And so you, you saw guys like Moutier step up, Mie Oni uh, from Yale, uh, George Niang, Bradley off the bench. Yep. Um, you know, there's a, there's a few options there. Uh, and then on the San Antonio side, assuming they still have something to play for, you know, we got the normal challenge here of all these guys, you know, similar price tag. Um, you know, nobody's really jumping out too much for me on the San Antonio side. Uh, I still think DeMar DeRozan's a little bit overpriced. Uh, especially on this slate with the other studs that are in consideration in the you know 9K range. So uh, San Antonio may be the team out of the four that really need to win where I don't actually roster one of their guys. Hmm, interesting. Um, but how about you? Are you if if San Antonio needs to win and they're going to play their guys, uh, are you on uh, Demar Derozan? Absolutely. I, I I think he's the standout guy. I don't I'm not going to mess with any of the other guys because there's so many to choose from. But I mean, he's he's so clutch. I mean, that that guy, every big shot, if they need to win, they're going to go to him. I mean, he and Aldridge pretty much, you know, did that together throughout the year. But with with Aldridge not playing in the bubble, I mean, it's all fallen on his shoulders and he's done a hell of a job. So, you know, if they need to win. I really think DeRozan is a great play tomorrow. Uh, you know, on the Utah side, you could probably take a, a few a few good flyers here with their bench guys. Uh, it, this has Ed Davis uh, scheduled to start as far as the preliminary lineup, but uh, you know, I'm not sure how many minutes he'll get. He's hardly played at all this year, so you know, I think uh, you can go. With uh, who's what's the center's T- name? Tony Bradley. Tony Bradley. I wanted to yeah. say Tony Roberts for some reason, but that's a whole nother story. <laughs> um, so Brad, yeah, Bradley's a, a really solid uh, points per minute guy off the bench. I mean, he he jumps in there for Gobert and usually just does a very you know poignant job blocking shots and finishing at the rim. So you know he might be a a, a low owned flyer that you could take. Uh, you know, I'm not a big fan of the guy, but I'll tell you, Mr. Niang, 
uh, it, it fires the ball. So if if a lot of these guys do sit uh, for sure, I think he may be the guy that attempts the most shots, which, you know, I think that puts him in play. Uh, again, you're going to get a super low-owned guy. And that's, you know, today what really pulled us out, Andrew, was, you know, all of our secret squirrel picks did fantastic. You know, sticking with Tyler Hero, uh, you know, a couple of super low-owned guys we had across the board uh, just all stepping up and getting it done. And when, you know, when you do that, you can overcome a few guys not having their best game and you can still cash quite a bit. Uh, Because, like I said, everybody's at the same disadvantage of trying to figure out this whole spider web of, you know, what affects what and how that's all going to work. So, um, you know, in in that sense, I think you have to consider him. And really, that's about it for this game. This this doesn't seem like one that's going to fly off the the page at all. Uh, I may just really take DeRozan and run, to be honest with you. Okay. All right, we go to, there's two late ones, the 9 Eastern, uh, Portland and Brooklyn. Uh, we have, of course, the Trailblazers. We've talked about sort of in depth here already. And the Brooklyn Nets, who are going to utilize, according to uh, the latest report, the main guys that have been their core in this bubble, which is pretty much Lavert, Harris, and Allen being the key guys. Um, you know, does that mean they're going to play extended minutes or does that mean they're going to split the game they've been all over the place brooklyn it's been very hard to pin that down but uh this is an interesting game what do you what do you think yeah this one's got a lot of points written all over it so you could you could just go ahead and game stack this one mm-hmm. and uh and hope for that battle back and forth um because we know portland's going to be pushing it and brooklyn you know They'll get up and down with you, especially with these guys back in the lineup. So you could look at you could look at Levert, um, you could look at Allen, you could look at Harris, and then of course we got to go with Lillard. And I like a couple of these other options with Portland, these secondary options. Gary Trent. Now the thing with him was he was ultra red hot on three pointers. In, in the course of five games, he made 28 threes in the bubble. The last two, isn't he shooting 60 some percent from three? He something was. ludicrous. The last two games, he's only shot two for 12. Ooh. So okay. Maybe here, maybe ready for a bounce back spot here. Interesting. Folks kind of forget about him after a couple down games because he is still shooting it. Yes. Uh, but, you know, so uh, I like that as a potential GPP play. Uh, it's hard to say it, but Carmelo. You know, he's been really solid alongside Lillard here in this push. You could consider him. I like Mario Hazonia as a, as a value play. So uh, this is the game that, uh, you know, probably I'll have the most exposure to on average. You know, I don't blame you. I mean, you've got two teams that don't defend well at all, two teams that get up and down the floor. If Brooklyn does play those main guys extended minutes and Portland needs to win – I mean, you know, this is going to be a big scoring game uh, without question. Right now, the over-under is out on this game. It's got Portland by nine and a a real robust 236.5, which will be the largest number on the board. So, you know, I think this is going to be the game that a lot of people stack. 
and for good reason. Um, I think you can go a lot of different directions here. Um, Lillard is a no-brainer. Uh, if you want a secondary guy there, you know, you, you can look at Anthony or Nurkic. Uh, Zach Collins has been just so foul-prone, it's been hard to play him. And I do like Gary Trent Jr. here. If they need to win, that I know he's had a few off-shooting nights, but he's shot the ball well, and he, they're going to him in key situations. He's actually, to me, stepped up more than McCollum. And, uh, you know, and it, right, what I have listed here is McCollum's a game-time decision. So I don't know if he's dinged, obviously, a little bit. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, something back, to he's got con- the back problem. So that's definitely something to consider in the mix of things, too, because he does get a lot of usage, especially when Lillard takes that rotation out. They move CJ to point. I mean, he gets a massive usage bump. He's going to be down. You know, you got to look at, at Trent and uh, maybe some of that usage going to Carmelo or Nurkic. Carmelo's playing, and you can tell, I mean, he's getting that, give me the ball, get get out of the way. I'm going to back this dude down, uh, down into the block like I did, you know, 20 years ago at Syracuse. Syracuse. And he does, and he's getting it done. So, you know, there is a little – the problem with Carmelo, though, is if he misses four or five of those in a row – I think he thinks he's made four or five in a row because they keep they keep going up. So it's very interesting there. As far as the Brooklyn side, man, you know, I said to you, my 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 first words going into this on our first preview show for basketball, I said I am playing Karis Levert in all eight games of Brooklyn plays. Right. And the games that he's played, he has been terrific. His usage is right up there. I mean, it's it's below, you know, the Lillards and Bookers, but it's the next level of usage. I mean, he is taking a lot of shots. The ball's in his hand. He's playing the point most of the time. So he's developing things, passing uh, the whole nine yards. So if he's going to get extended minutes, which based on what it looks like he may, I'm sticking with my guns and just going to continue to roster him because – uh, you know, he, he's a kind of guy that can go for 50 DFS points and be a difference maker. So he's my favorite play on the Brooklyn side as of right now. Um, I think Nurkic's defense and, and just bodying up is going to bother Jared Allen a little bit. But I will tell you this. We used to say it every day. Play centers against Brooklyn. You know, Jared Allen just doesn't get it done defensively one-on-one with the big centers. Nurkic had his worst game in the bubble the last game. He was just totally out of sync. He fouled out, and he's going to come out pissed. So I think everybody's down on Nurkic a little bit right now, especially with Whiteside playing good minutes off the bench. But don't look past Nurkic. He may be a strong play tomorrow. I know he's expensive, but if they need to win this game, uh, the Brooklyn interior defense, especially without DeAndre Jordan in the bubble, has been very suspect, and I think he's a decent play. You think that's a reach, or what do you think? Well, I do think he's expensive, so for me, it probably makes a little more sense in the game stack. So if I'm if I'm running it back with Levert and maybe Harris, then I, I think it would be a better fit. Okay, I respect that. All right, last game, game five. Late game, it is the late night sweat at 9. Oh, it's the same time. They're both at the same time. I'm sorry. Right. So we got double 9 o'clock games. I'm seeing double here. I thought it said 
All right, Pelicans and the Orlando Magic. Right now, the line is all completely out here. Three and a half. Oh, no, uh, it's Orlando's money line minus 156. I told you my eyes are getting, I got to switch glasses. It's getting too late. Uh, so it's uh, right now, Orlando's favored by three and a half. So give us the, the skinny here because this has a lot of crazy possibilities too. Yeah, big injuries, or not injuries, but big uh, guys sitting on both sides. So with the Pelicans, of course, Ingram, Zion, Drew, and Josh Hart this time around. So another bench game similar to what we saw against Sacramento. Uh, does look like Ball will be out there, but mostly backups other than him. So we may go back to the well with Nikhil Alexander-Walker who paid off value for us last time, but he didn't smash. No, uh, he just, was 7X, but... Yeah, he was 7X. He, he could be a 12X guy he if could. he gets enough minutes. He could. You know, his price has gone up a little bit on DraftKings to 3.7, but yeah. I still think he is a real strong play here. Uh, Etwan Moore stepped up last game. Okafor played really well off the bench. Wow, he, uh, he was incredible. Yeah, so you could use him as a pivot to... Uh, somebody like Tony Bradley, they're the same price on DraftKings, 3400 Right. And then on the Orlando side, we've got Evan Fournier out, Gordon out, MCW out. Uh, so very similar situation here. I'm expecting Vucevic not to play too much. Uh, and so it's all these peripheral guys. Fultz has stepped up a little bit. Um, and then you've got guys like Wes Arundo. Uh, Ennis has been decent, but he doesn't shoot that much. Uh, so uh, bottom line is basically anyone you want to play in this game is 3K or, or most, or, you know, at the most 4K. So, uh, you know, another chance for a one-off value play to add to your Stars and Scrubs lineup. This this is a key game for me, and it's going to come, it, you know, it, it's great that it's coming down to the late game. I love having that happen. I never, by the way, don't ever handicap something by when they play, just in case you're new at this. But it just happens it's a late game. I This is my key game that I think can bring me over the top. Everybody's going to have Booker. Everybody's going to have Lillard. Everybody's going to have a combination of some of these other guys that we've already talked about, like DeRozan and, and et cetera, et cetera. There are some guys in this New Orleans-Orlando game that – have had the I've had the ultimate coach eye on as as things have developed through this this time frame. Uh, everybody knows I'm a big Nikhil Alexander Walker fan. I think he's going to be a good player in this league. I think he is extremely playable here, and I think that there's a good chance uh, he, you know he smashes value big time. The other Pelicans guy I like is Frank Jackson. I think Frank Jackson plays super, super hard. I think he'll get big minutes. I don't think Lonzo will play more than maybe 20 minutes. And I like that backcourt of Frank Jackson and Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Those are my two wildcard Pelicans guys. I don't want to mess with the Melly Hayes, Okafor situation inside and whoever else they, they put in there. But I think... You're going to get your biggest bang for your buck with those two uh, bench guys that are going to play extended minutes in Walker and Jackson. Now, I have my favorite secret squirrel of the day, 
that I am going to utilize in 100% of my lineups, and it's going to be a player from the Orlando Magic. However, not to be tough on our listeners, but I want to save this particular pick for our, our members in our Discord. So I will be releasing uh, that player uh, tomorrow, first thing uh, in the morning. And uh, I just love the spot for this guy. I think that with the different players out, uh, this could be one of those 10x kind of guys. Obviously, he's very cheap. So we will, you know, relay that information for sure tomorrow. A um, couple of things real quickly uh, wanted to mention. Please follow us on YouTube, DFS Coach Talk, as I mentioned before. Hit the thumbs up, like, subscribe. Instagram, we are DFS underscore Coach Talk. If you're listening to the audio version of this, uh, we're everywhere podcasts can be heard. iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, Podbean, all of them. Uh, you know, please take the time specifically on iTunes because we have a giveaway this month of August and we still have 17 days left where we're going to choose uh, someone to ha- uh, out of a hat for a free one month membership. And it'll be based on the people that put five stars on iTunes with a quick little comment, even if it's one word that says awesome or something nice like that, you are eligible. Uh, and then uh, our website, dfscoachtalk.com, that'll give you all the information about everything that we do here uh, and about becoming a member. I do want to give a real quick shout out. We had a new member join us uh, this evening. We've been conversing back and forth on Twitter for a while. It's JG49210. He's got a big picture of a shark for Shark Week. Uh, on our website and just excited to have him aboard. He is all fired up and into it. And he actually DM me with a question tonight that I wanted to bring up uh, again. I mentioned at the beginning of the show, but I, you know, hopefully he's listening. We'll test if he's listening now, but he asked, what is the process that you guys are always talking about that you use that is different at DFS coach talk. And that is, Exactly what I stated earlier, the three-step process. Listen to the, the these podcasts in the morning, build your core lineup, reserve those spots. Second piece, following us throughout the day on Twitter at DFS Coach Talk and in our Discord. And then the third piece is being with us before lock. Nobody is more diligent than we are before lock, making sure that we're getting all of that player information. If you follow that process that JG49210 asked about, then it is going to make you much, much more successful. I did pull some stats tonight, Andrew, because we've been so busy covering these sports. I wanted to cover our cash, and I, you know, I did this on a daily basis when we were in the NBA regular season. And now that we've had enough sample size of coming back, combining the regular season prior to the shutdown, and since we've been back in the bubble, we are winning at a stellar, and it's documented. We you know, put it all out there on Twitter. We're winning at 76.2% on our cash lineups on FanDuel, which is the base full lineup that we give out. I don't. We don't even claim our DraftKings because we're not giving a full lineup. We're giving that player pool. But if you did a study of that uh, coach's clipboard with the player pool, it's been absolutely smashing it. 
you know, for example, in Major League Baseball tonight, we had like three guys that weren't on the, the core build highlighted, but that were on that clipboard that people used that were hit two homers and did all kinds of stuff. So the fact that we're, we're sitting at that, you know, uh, north of 76%, I mean, our goal was, was 70 minimum, and we're just smashing it. So jump in, take advantage of it, and uh, let's just continue to, to pile up the bankroll, man. I like stats, and I certainly like that one, and I'm uh, proud of it and happy for our members and uh, excited about continuing to crush it here in the NBA. we got a couple more days left, and then the playoffs are going to be awesome. Yeah, it's it's going to be incredible. I mean, Monday, everything changes. We, we just total reset. Everything's for real. It's going to be absolutely awesome. Um, Mombon3.org. M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E.org. That is our charity of choice here at Coach Talk. Wonderful charity set up by the Bryant family. Catch us tomorrow for sure. We've got another NBA podcast. Hopefully we'll do it a little earlier than than right now is 2 a.m. So we are uh, pushing the envelope here, but we're going to get some rest. Hey, everything's gravy since we did KBO. I know I mentioned it earlier, but you know, there was nothing more sleep deprived than the KBO day. So this is a piece of cake, man. This is nothing. That's right. So we were still crunching, beginning to crunch lineups in KBO days. So no doubt about it. All right, man. I think we got this locked down. Again, thank you to our presenting sponsors, mybookie.ag and tvg.com. Use that promo code Coach Talk on both of them. No space, one word. Final word, sir. See you all tomorrow. Let's crush it. We're going to do it. And I'm going to finish this one strong because we did a, a PGA podcast earlier, and it was probably the weakest crush it I've ever done as a podcast host. So <laughs> I am going to close this out in style. Join us again tomorrow, and let's get it all done as we look to crush it in DFS. <laughs>